it's probably very evident if you've listened to even one of my other episodes, or maybe even just from the fact that I have a podcast, but I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about jujitsu, and I'm very curious about them, especially when I have feelings that I don't necessarily like having. I had some the other day. Jason was watching this highlight reel of a really high-level female black belt, and I walked by, and he was, you know, really into it because it was really great grappling, and it was a really cool video, and I realized that I was expecting myself to be really interested in it and really excited by it, but I had a different feeling instead, and I didn't realize in the moment what the feeling was. It was only later upon reflection that I realized I was having this mixture of regret and envy. Those were difficult feelings for me to experience because I was telling myself, here's a woman doing jujitsu, doing it really well. And you're a woman who does jujitsu and shouldn't that be interesting to you and inspiring to you? But the truth is, I kind of find it hard to relate to professional female grapplers. There have been other times when Jason's recommended a podcast with a really good grappler on it or a YouTube video, and I just I haven't been super interested. And it wasn't until I noticed these feelings I was having about this highlight reel that I really put it together. Rather than feel inspired, I feel disheartened because I'm comparing myself to them. This has nothing to do with them. I want to make that very clear. I'm not saying at all that they're not objectively awesome or inspiring or that they could inspire many other people. I think it's really important that the sport has more women highlighted and just different types of people in general so that everyone can feel represented. And I think that only makes the sport better. So this is clearly very much about me and not them. It's about the feelings that I need to work through so that I can show up to my training and be as present and as grateful and as settled as I want to be so that I can contribute to this community in the ways that I want to. And look, I don't feel cool about having these feelings. And it is something that's a little uncomfortable for me to share in a public setting. But that's what this podcast is all about, is getting to what I really think and feel about jiu-jitsu. Really get to the core of it, to invite others to do the same. And this is something that's a fairly new realization for me, something that I'm processing in real time. The fact that sometimes when I see these grapplers, they remind me of what I haven't become. When I was a teenager, I wished that I had taken dance more seriously when I was younger. I started dancing when I was maybe five or six, and I've always really loved it. But I was going to like rec center classes or, you know, local studios, and I wasn't on some track to become a professional dancer. 
I was never honestly like good enough to become professional. I think that I'm a pretty good dancer, but I just didn't take it as seriously as other people who I saw at the high school I went to, which was a performer arts high school. And we had people who, you know, went to Juilliard and went to these other amazing schools. And I took classes with them. And I would see just how technically and beautifully they danced. And I'd think, why didn't I take it more seriously? Like, why didn't I, why didn't I start at three instead of five? Why didn't I commit myself more to this? If I did, I could be where they are now. And I find I have similar moments with jujitsu. I started when I was 27, which is by no means old, but I just think, you know, what if I had started at 10 or at 15? How much further along could I be? I think without further examination, I might have gone on always having that feeling about one thing or another. You know, maybe 10 years from now, I'm like, why didn't I start this sooner? And 10 years after that, why didn't I start this sooner? So I'm glad that I'm catching this now. And once I started becoming aware of it, I saw it kind of pop up in other conversations I was having. Like in the locker room the other day, a couple of us were talking about how I have a friend who's graduating college this semester and she's 28, I think, which is, you know, older than I guess the typical age that people graduate college, whatever that means. I graduated when I was 22. And I was talking about how I think I would have actually appreciated college a lot more and gotten a lot more out of it if I'd gone at 28 or 29 instead of 18. And I had this feeling of like, "Ah, there's another version of my life where, you know, I hadn't gone to college for something I just ended up making a career change out of. And I went later after I'd had more stuff figured out and blah, blah, blah. I'm going on this train of thought. And then I'm like, oh, it's jujitsu. <laughs> jujitsu is the thing that I have now that I can commit myself to because I'm in a place in my life where I'm able to. You know, I have something challenging and in some ways academic to focus on right now. And I might not have taken it as seriously when I was younger, or at least my experience would have been different. You know, before I did what I'm doing now, I was a teacher. I taught high school English for five years. And it was something that I planned on doing a lot longer and transitioning out of it was a huge challenge for me. And jujitsu was in some ways part of that transition. And it's really hard to imagine having done jujitsu while I was teaching because teaching was so emotionally exhausting. And I think it would have been unrealistic for me to go from a day of just giving so much and feeling like so much was being pulled for me to then just getting my ass kicked all night at the gym. So I don't know if there really is a version of me where it would have made sense to start earlier. Maybe this is really the point in my life to do it. So at the same time that I have thoughts about how I wish my journey had been different, ultimately, I'm so grateful that my life intersected with the sport at all. In some ways, it feels like it was always meant to happen one way or another. And in others, it feels like I was just a few steps, a few different choices away 
from never encountering it at all. And what a sad version of events that would have been because there's something about jujitsu that captures me so completely. It's not just the technique itself, but it's everything that's wrapped up in the experience of it. What stands out for me as I make this particular episode is how jujitsu has allowed me to confront uncomfortable feelings. It means so much to me that I'm willing to do work on myself in ways I wasn't before so that I can make progress. I'm willing to push myself to have difficult conversations both internally and externally so that I can grow. I'm willing to examine these feelings I have when I watch a highlight reel of an incredible female grappler and say, what's going on there? What does that feeling tell me about myself? Because I know that feeling is holding me back from reaching my fullest potential. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's another version of my life where I started jujitsu when I was five and won 80cc at 20. But that's not the version of my life that I have. I also wonder if it would have made me less relatable to the people I feel like I really want to connect with. I'm not on social media right now, but Jason is. And I remember a couple profiles he's shown me of women who are like over 50 and start jujitsu and win tournaments and win worlds and get black belts. And it's so fucking incredible. Like that is the shit that really inspires me. Those women are trailblazers. There's this expression, I'm sure you've heard something like, you know, when you are your truest self, you give other people permission to be their truest selves. And I always kind of took that for granted as sort of cliche, but now I understand it more. I think really from seeing that video I talked about in episode one, the one that changed my life, the best two minutes on YouTube and taught me the power of representation, I can really see how if you're someone who's maybe uncertain about taking a certain step, uncertain about taking your life in a particular direction, and you see someone else do it, or you see someone else do something that you never, it didn't occur to you to think of because it was so off the track that you thought you were on, it could show you that it's possible. Not because necessarily you thought it was truly an impossible thing to do, but maybe because it never occurred to you or because You just didn't have the emotional belief that it was possible. But if you see someone else do it, if you see someone else be brave enough to go into a gym, not only as a woman, but as a woman over 50, damn, if she can do it, you can do it, right? What feels really special to me about jujitsu is not just the having it, but the cultivating of it. I think of what my life would be without it and how sometimes it feels like pure happenstance that I'm here at all. And I just wonder how many people out there just need that nudge? How many people out there just need someone to take their hand like mine was taken and say, 
this is going to be hard, but I'll be here with you. And I think there might be certain qualities of my journey that position me well to be that person. I think even though I do have those feelings of, you know, what if I had started this earlier, taken it more seriously earlier, I do think that there are some advantages to the way that I entered jujitsu. For one, I think I have a really clear understanding of and appreciation for the impact jujitsu has had on my life because I remember my life before. And so I think I'm able to articulate the impact it's had on me in a way that I might not have been able to if I started when I was five. You know, I remember what it was like to be a beginner, both emotionally and physically. You know, I remember what it was like to learn a triangle and for it to take forever to remember which side of the body I was supposed to lock up on and to really adjust myself to the angle that was just right. And so for people who are new that I might be working with, I think that that allows me to explain the technique better because I can understand where someone might go wrong with it and to also address all the emotional pitfalls that can come along with learning something as hard as jujitsu because I remember what those feel like and I still experience those. It was kind of like when Jason and I got married, I choreographed a wedding dance. We started to this really slow song, and then it was like this trick. We started playing this other faster song and did this hip-hop dance. It was really fun. But anyways, he doesn't have a dance background. I do, so I choreographed it. And I found that in some ways it was kind of more challenging to explain movements and dance than it is in jiu-jitsu because... I don't remember a time when I didn't know how to do a body roll. So it was like trying to explain to him how to do certain movements that to me come so intuitively. And I think when you remember what it was like to not be good at something, that gives you an advantage as a teacher. I think, too, the fact that I'm an average practitioner might allow me to relate better to other average practitioners. And that's what the sport is mostly made of, right? And I don't mean that in any way to degrade myself. I I think that, you know, I'm pretty good at jujitsu for my level, but I'm not, you know, going to huge tournaments, winning huge titles, doing it full time, that sort of thing. Like I have a day job. I have other things in my life going on. And most people who do jujitsu, that's their life too, And for some people, these really high-level athletes could very well be very inspiring, but can also be really inspiring to hear someone's journey when their life more closely matches yours. Connecting with people who haven't found jiu-jitsu yet or who are beginning their journey has felt like my purpose from early on. Even though I've looked at highly successful grapplers and felt the pang of what could have been, that's not what I've really ever pictured for myself. I never imagined myself on TV winning big titles. I imagined myself taking people by the hand, hopefully many, and introducing them to the thing that means so much to me. 
with anything in life, any undertaking, any relationship, any situation, there is what could have been and what is. There will always be something we could have started sooner or something we could have committed to more. There will always be someone else's life to look at and wonder, even if just for a moment, if it was really meant for us. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that anything is meant to be or not meant to be. I think I believe that we create our own meaning. And if that's the case, and this is my life, I'm going to make it mean as much as I possibly can. What about you? What are you going to do with your life? Not the one that could have been, but the one that is. Thanks for listening, y'all. It really means a lot to me. I've been getting feedback from some friends who have listened to some of my episodes, and it just touches me so deeply when people share a reaction to something that they heard. I would love to know what you've been thinking so far. My email is kiraonthemat at gmail.com. Kira is spelled K-E-I-R-A. As I've mentioned before, I'm not on social media right now, and so it's kind of challenging to let people know about the show. It's something I'm debating about, but I'll talk about that another time. In the meantime, it would really mean a lot if you could help me share this show. Giving it ratings and giving it reviews is one way to make it more accessible to other people. And another great way is to directly share, whether on your social media platforms or by sending an episode directly to a friend. Thank you so much. Talk to you later.